<laughs> Hello, kitties. It's your old pal, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to The Bottom Shelf. <laughs> Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, one hundred, one hundred one, one hundred two, one hundred one. Taco shells, guys. I need a break. Can we review Wrath of the Titans, guys? John, what um, are you looking at at that control panel? I uh, hey, taco machines, right? Uh, you ever look at these things and wonder, like? For instance, what does this button do? Warning. John! Warning. Prepare yourself to discover a world of terrible movies. High above the planet Geekery, a group of intrepid explorers hover over the dangerous planet in their fabulous super-orbital spacecraft. Their mission? To conduct a complete analysis of movies known throughout the universe as Terrible. So grab your space popcorn, grab your freeze-dried ice cream, and join us for today's mission of discovery and wonder. Are these movies better than the galaxy thinks? Or do they really belong on the bottom shelf? Hey everybody, what's the happy haps? I'm your host with the rappy raps. I'm your boy John on the mic with another exciting episode of The Bottom Shelf. And I am you keep pushing buttons. What's that? It's only exciting because you keep pushing buttons. I can't help it. I'm part gremlin. Um <clears throat> that voice you just Does heard that mean we can't feed you. Just not after midnight. Um what? But there's no time in space, so you can feed me anytime, my dude. How's that work? Whose midnight is that that we're not supposed to feed the gremlins? I mean... Is it the Mongolian midnight? Who knows? Uh, But those voices that you're hearing me are my bosses. Uh, With that being said, we have Dallas Mora. uh, The reason why I'm going into seminary, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then his lovely wife and everybody's boss celeste more hey glicks can you not cut me off for this episode like you did for the last one i'd appreciate it depends on how much you annoy me today john well that was rude glicks all right that being said uh i have to look at the uh script because i forgot what i'm supposed to do (laughs) i think we're reviewing a movie we are reviewing a movie, uh, you know, and what we pulled out of the dumpster, uh, it just happens to fit with uh, the theme over at Geek Devotions. Again, uh, we're doing the I sequel to the, we are doing the sequel to the previous one, uh, the previous episode, uh, Wrath of the Titans. Uh, someone wrote the name down wrong in the script, so the script is incorrect as well. Uh, that being said, uh, Celeste, why don't you tell us what, uh, why don't you read the back of the box? Sure. Know what this movie's about. Sure. Let me uh, read that real fast. 
This movie is brought to you by the director of The Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, and Battle Los Angeles. That's a weird title for a movie. Jonathan Liebermans. Liebsman? Liebsman? Liebsman. Liebsman. And written by one of the writers of The Orphan and The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. That's a poor excuse. Clash of the Titans stars Avatar himself. No, not that Avatar. Sam Worthington. He wasn't the Avatar. Well, no. Maybe he was. Other Avatar. Blue Avatar. Well, no, no, no. I was was getting into the, the semantics of the actual movie, but nobody remembers the actual plot because that movie is nothing but Hey, look at my pretty things. It's Fern Gully for the modern age. That's what Avatar was. Yeah, that's oh fair. my gosh, I never realized how correct that statement was until you just said it. <laughs> you, you trained that one but two orphans, Liam Neeson, Rosamund Pike. She begins her care her journey of playing characters as poorly done adaptations of people's favorite stories. Ouch. She got a little fierce there. I, I did. guess. Well, <laughs> But that's not actually the back of the box. All right. Well, read the box. That's just my my estimation of the movie. <laughs> a decade after defeating the monstrous Kraken, which might have looked like it was a precursor to Cloverfield, Perseus attempts to retire to a quiet life as a fisherman and sole parent to his young son. However, a great war has erupted between the gods, weakened by humanity's lack of devotion and the long-imprisoned Titan who are led by a ferocious Kronos, betrayed by Hades. Zeus is captured and brought to the underworld, and Perseus must once again become a hero in order to find Zeus and the end of the Titans struggle to rule the Earth. Well, it sounds like an exciting film for uh, the sequel to a, a middle shelf film, as we rated it, wrote it, uh, rated it last time. Mm-hmm. The Magic Podcasting, we Just- have some... Just hearing, just hearing Celeste read the back of the box, I was having, I was having Percy Jackson flashbacks for a, for a brief <laughs> moment. There. It, it's it's like it, it's striking how much this movie sounds like it's going to lift off of the Percy Jackson movies. Or was it that the Percy Jackson movies lifted off of this movie? No, other way around. Because I think the books were first. Mm, the books are usually first. <laughs> uh, those books are so good too they really are well dallas why don't you uh did we get any community i know we kind of put the communication out for both movies at the same time but did we get any specific for this, for this we got movie? a couple we mm-hmm. got a couple uh the first one is uh i'd say uh the sequel i'd say shouldn't even exist <laughs> well wow that was just Frank right there. And then the second one we have is builds up on the first film. Uh, I'm sorry. Builds up on what the first film did for a more enjoyable movie. We are getting contrasting communications here. This is, this is interesting. This dichotomy. Cause like from what people were telling us from the last movie, we should have just like bottom shelf dumpster fired the last film. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we, we kind of enjoyed it. One of us gave it a top shelf. And now here we're right here in the communications. We're getting saying it shouldn't even exist. And some people are saying, no, it was pretty enjoyable. We liked it a lot. So I don't know. John, is there anything in the trivia that could give us a clue as to what's happening? Um, well, I can tell you that uh, Gemma Art- Arterson 
uh, was originally supposed to return to this movie as Io, but uh, scheduling conflicts with Hansel and Gretel witch hunters prevented that. So her character was written out rather than being recast like Andromeda was. Um, <laughs> oh, and yeah. And Andromeda didn't come back for this movie either. Um, contenders for her role was uh, Haley Atwell, Georgina Haig, Janet Montgomery, Dominique McElliott, and Clements Posey. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And the uh, the role was previously portrayed in Clash of the Titans 2010 by Alexa Davalos, uh, but she actually turned down the offer to return to this movie. So, like, she legit- legitimately said, like, uh, no. Thanks wow. Um, Hephaestus keeps, ha- um, there's, there's parts of this movie where Hephaestus converses with Bubo, uh, the mechanical owl from the original clash of the Titans. And, uh, we talked about Bubo a little bit and how it was a wasted opportunity. Um, again, we'll see if, uh, that happens the same way. Uh, so excited to see the return of Bubo. Maybe they'll do more of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill Nighy. Uh, who plays Hephaestus in this movie. Uh, what, when, when he recognizes Perseus in this, in this movie, he says, uh, release the Kraken, which is kind of funny because Bill Nighy plays Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean, and he has to say the same thing. <laughs> he does. That's good. That's good. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's, my, uh, that's my little factoids on this film objectively a better kraken wow i mean it doesn't help that like when the kraken came on the scene in the first movie i'm sitting here going baby (laughs) else is like you know they're gonna kill that right it's like yeah and it also looked like it was from cloverfield you're right about that john yeah uh, for those of you who don't know who we're t- what we're talking about, we were having conversations while watching this movie. Um, and I had made a mention that uh, in looking at the Kraken from the previous movie, it looks like the monster from Cloverfield. Uh, so uh, headcanon, Cloverfield is a sequel to Wrath of the Titans. <laughs> no Clash of the Titans. Uh, but we're talking about Wrath. All right. So, uh, let's talk, let's talk, uh, expectations. Yeah. Um, so let's see you go first. I don't have a ton of, of expectations from this one just because sequels, especially sequels that were made fairly quickly tend to not be great. Mm-hmm. This movie is only two years younger than the first movie which means as soon as they started making money they went let's make another one and so that makes me go hmm you didn't you didn't take your time with this I don't I'm expecting at best a middle shelf at worst okay. a top shelf yeah how about you Dallas how are you feeling on this one Sorry. Um, I, I'm with Celeste I'm like you know sequels they don't tend to do as great, especially when they rush it. Um, I just kind of peeked behind the curtain. I noticed that there was a, a budget of $150 million, which is like $25 million more than the original movie. Mm-hmm. But in the United States, 
just the United States, it only grossed $83 million. I I will say that that doesn't necessarily, as a sequel, though, it doesn't necessarily reflect on this movie so much as it does the previous movie may have lowered some expectations and some people might have been all like i'll see like maybe some other people middle shelved it and been like i'll see the the second one on hbo Mm. that's a possibility so i don't know i'm you know this should be interesting uh i'm curious what they're going to bring into it um because it it ended pretty well um i thought the first one ended pretty well so i'm going to project it probably be a low middle shelf if I, if that, yeah all right well you know i own this movie i don't remember watching it like <laughs> i i know nothing about this movie i have like zero expectations like i have been going my whole life being like yeah i've seen the second movie and now i'm like up to it and i'm like i don't remember dude like it's <laughs> So I'm completely blank. I have zero expectations. Um, I can tell you what I'm hoping for is that they try to do something to really try to make the movie its own thing rather than throwing a whole lot of, hey, remember this at the camera, which apparently Bubo shows up. So maybe I might be out of luck there. But for the most part, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the other person who communicated with us saying it's better than the first is correct. Yeah. That would be good. All right. So that so that being said, warm your popcorn, grab your snacks. I prefer those uh kind of chewy sour balls myself, so uh but that being said, unless anybody's got anything else they want to say, let's go ahead and jump into that movie theater. Sounds good. Uh, Celeste, I'm going to mess up your count and get some more tacos. Okay. Dear listeners, this is your opportunity to escape. Our crew has just entered into the media projection chamber. What horrors and madness that they consume are unknown. Their mental state upon their return is unknown. You have been warned. All right. Well, we have just returned from the viewing chamber. That was and we watched a film. I don't re- I did not remember any of that. Like at all. Really? It was like a, a movie I've never seen before. That's disconcerting. I'm almost wondering if like I bought these movies and I just kind of set it aside and been like, eh, I'll get to it. And then I never did, and I just assumed because I had it that I'd seen it. Mm. That's always a possibility. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, uh, <laughs> like uh, for real, about? real, they're like, this is, this is like weird, like weirdly, like, I don't know any of this at all. Is this like a similar to the Ken that, uh, the, you had a really weird experience earlier this week. Um, it's the exact opposite. You, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Okay. Where it's like, yeah, go on. Okay. So for listeners at home, um, I had a really weird experience this week where um, I was just kind of surfing on Spotify. Right. And 
you know, just kind of seeing where the wave takes me. I didn't have anything in particular I wanted to listen to while I was working. And all of a sudden the song popped up like this, this Christian goth band. I, I, with a semi familiar sounding band name popped up, they're called sincerely Paul. And I'm like listening to it. And I'm like, Hey, this is kind of like the cure mixed with the cult. And I dig it. And so I kind of did the Spotify thing and I said, see artist. And I looked at their, they only had one album. So I'm like, listen to the album. Um, And apparently the album was a reissue of an album that came out in the nineties. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, I hit this one song. I'm like, I know this song. I don't know this. I don't know this band. Like I know nothing else on this album up to this point, but I know this song. Not only do I know the song, I can sing along to it. And I have a nostalgia feeling for it. Like some important life events happened when I was really into the song. So like this movie is like the exact opposite of that type of experience. Like I don't, I I'm like Gandalf sitting in front of a locked door being like, I remember nothing of this place. I have no memory of this place. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's get into some of our spoil-free conversation about it. Um, I will say this. I feel like the action kicked off faster in this movie than the first the first movie. That's fair. I, I agree. Which I guess it's that's a product of the fact they didn't have to do as much world-building. World They're like, mm-hmm. you're here. You know what's going on. They give a quick little recap in the intro. Bam, we're in it. There's all of a sudden a two-headed fire spitting creature tearing up a village. Can I just say, I, I I'm jumping from your point off into, off into the void here, Dallas. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this movie really has nothing to do with the first movie. The only thing it has to do with the first movie is they got the same guy to play Jason and the same people to play. You mean Perseus? the gods yes perseus i kept getting it confused because they were from argo yeah jason and the argonauts, jason I get and the argonauts it. yeah mm-hmm. uh, i'm gonna agree with you it, it it felt like this was a different movie like it was almost like there were two proposed scripts for a movie and after they did the first one they're like hey this did well hey there was a second script for another movie let's just do that I mean, if, if you were to, if you, if you were to ask me in watching this movie, I would say that this movie felt like they said, Hey, that last movie was fun. Let's take these characters and play in the same play box, uh, play mm-hmm. in the same sandbox. Yeah. You know, it, it basically the beginning of this movie was just enough to acknowledge, Hey, you saw the last movie. These mm-hmm. are all the same characters. Yeah. Here's a completely different story with absolutely nothing to do with the previous movie. Who could mm-hmm. honestly watch them separately mm-hmm. like absolutely you could watch wrath and not have watched clash yeah absolutely if it wasn't well i'm not gonna get into that but yeah you're right i mean just the pacing of it it's just like i mean there's similar characters and that's about it so i mean from my perspective i think i got my wish when i said they'll take the take the movie and make it something of their own because this felt nothing like the original movie mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you on that one. It, it and just can we, go ahead, Dallas. I'm sorry. I've been talking too much. No, no, Go for it. Well, I was just gonna say, can we talk about Sam Worthington's hair? 
for a moment in this one. <laughs> he first of all was going to he needs to shave that. <laughs> oh. He does not look nice with hair. My man. All right. So I, I had a thought when I was watching this and I'm like, did they have him grow his hair out so he'd look more like the dude from the 1981 movie? They no, might have. I'm pulling up pictures right now. They that might have been the plan. I question if they even had <laughs> him grow his hair, or if that was a wig. Well, and I get that. There was a couple times, like the lighting in this movie did not help him at all. There was a couple times in this movie where they had him pinned down, and he looked like Jack Black in a wig trying to play a gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> did he do that in one movie? Probably. Jack Black will do anything. Well, like there were several, like whoever was directing the 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 style, uh the guy who played um what was the character's name? Argo mm-hmm. Agonier, uh Toby Kebble. His hair at times was a mess. I was like, what is happening here, man? Honestly, like, though, he was the most authentically Greek looking person. Wait, are we talking about the son of uh Poseidon? Son of Poseidon. Yeah. Oh my God, that guy looked like Amy Winehouse with a beard. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Who's the, the British actor who has gotten political recently? He's a skinny dude. Oh, you're talking about Russell Brandt. Is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, because I had a similar thought too where I'm like, they could have got Russell Brandt to play this guy and it probably would have worked better. Like, it was just like the feel of the guy. Like he, it, it, yeah, it yeah. was, he was dollar store, Russell Brandt or a yeah, yeah. wine house with a beard, whichever one you want to play. And honestly, the craziness that he tried to proceed per play out would have been better done by Russell Brandt. Oh, absolutely. I so. honestly think, I honestly think like the director was like, Hey, can you do that scene? Except more like Russell Brandt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Like, there are just several times where I was just like, like, he looks like Russell Brand at times. And it just wasn't working. You know, so could probably could have done that and done it better than even Russell Brand did it. Hmm. Johnny Depp. Johnny I can Depp see that. Anything. Bring, bring, bring oh, that Captain. About- bring that Captain Jack Sparrow energy to that role. Are you kidding? <laughs> While we're I, talking about actors who look like other actors, I kept thinking that Edgar Ramirez, the guy who played Ares, was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal the entire oh, time. Oh. He has too much weight on him to be Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal I thought that Jake Gyllenhaal got stuck by a bee. I don't know. <laughs> it like, Don't get me wrong. The guy who played Ares was a healthy weight. But Jake Gyllenhaal looks like a gauge 23 needle. He is so scary. <laughs> I, I get you, but for real, like I, the entire time, I thought it was Jake Gyllenhaal. They just who? Okay, so who played who played Aries? It was Edgar Ramirez. See, I thought it was Kim Coates. Who? Kim Coates. Oh, I don't. I can kind of see that. Let me let me look him up. Hang on. I I can see that a little bit. He has not enough bags under his eyes, though. It's the but it's the color of the eyes and then the goatee, right? Mm-hmm. What does this guy look like Inspector Clouseau to me? <laughs> Let's 
So uh, for those of you wondering who Kim Coates is, he was the guy who was in Battlefield Earth who dies on top of the dome in the giant Which explosion. Which Battlefield Earth was filmed here in Shreveport when I was a child. Was and it real? And has also been covered on this podcast, so go check that out. I ended up buying Oh, Battlefield Earth. I'm sorry, I was thinking about Battle Los Angeles, which is what we were talking about otherwise. Oh, no, sir. Yeah, Battle Los Angeles was filmed in Shreveport, and um, in fact, portions of the highway uh, when I was going to school were blocked off from them to film that movie. Nice. I remember that. Hey, I have an idea. Let's talk about the movie we're talking about on the show. Okay, yeah. Um, So... It was a movie, and I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if I liked it or not. Like, it didn't feel like it was different enough. Really, I felt sequel. like I felt like it was so completely different from the first movie. It felt so completely different from the first movie to me that it felt like it was completely. It, it could, if it weren't for the characters, it could have been its own movie entirely, and you wouldn't have missed a beat. Well, that's the thing is like, it just felt like it was just another, another story in the world. It wasn't like, yeah. there was no connection to anything. It just was like, but it's the same, it's the same story beats. It's, you know, uh, home dudes coming to grips with, with what he, with he is and who he is and what he does. And the big baddies trying to release a big scary monster and he fights the big scary monster. Like it was the same story beats. I yeah. have issues with how they portrayed the big scary monster. Cronus? Yeah, I didn't know. Didn't remember if if that was a spoiler or not as to who the mon- the bad guy was. We well, have it on the back of the box. <clears throat> yeah, but to get it to get into the details of it, that's kind of spoilery. So let's jump over the spoilers, and then Celeste can finish her thought. Ladies and gentlemen, the spoiler section. I'd like everybody to know that Celeste just did that bumper completely live. No, I didn't. And... <laughs> Shh. No, I didn't. I did dance to the music. The magic of podcasting. So my issue was that Kronos is supposed to be the god of time. And not once did he actually stop time. Yeah. Like he should, he would have, if Kronos was a real person, a real entity, he would have utilized his powers. If he had enough power to break free of TARDIS, he would have stopped time. And they didn't play with that at all. Yeah. And that was, I was kind of feeling that too. I think my own knowledge of the Percy Jackson books kind of spoiled me for this, for, for the Kronos part of this particular movie, I think. For me, it was being spoiled by Laura Olympus because I've read that much more frequently. And oh, see, recently. I, I'm not familiar with that, so I couldn't tell you. But um, as far as my own Johnness, I was just like, you know, I've seen this done better in the Percy Jackson mythology. Um, so I, I, I do think Kronos was mis- mishandled, um, but. To be fair, I think Kronos was kind of a a Greek mythos buzzword for a while, along with Typhon, mm. um, as far as baddies were concerned. Because if if there was a new Greek 
if there was like a new Greek uh, uh, mythos property coming out, your bad guy was either going to be Typhon or uh, Kronos for whatever reason. That was going to be your big bad. And in certain cases, it was it ended up being both. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was just kind of playing with trends. Uh, I got to, I got to ask Dallas, did this, uh, did watching the, these movies, did it, uh, kind of put you in the mood to play Phoenix rising a bit watching it? Uh, a little bit. There was a, there were a couple of things. I needed more snarkiness to really get into the whole Phoenix rising idea. Mm. But, um, but yeah, it, it definitely had some of those feels to it. Can you imagine if the people who did Phoenix Rising like rewrote uh, Clash of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans to suit their characters? How amazing would that be? (laughs) Speaking of which, did you hear that they, they, they shut down that series entirely? I did. It is gone for good. That makes me so sad. why ubisoft oh because it's ubisoft okay um (laughs) so what else let's talk what else impacted you about this movie if anything um i know that my wife disliked uh the replacement of andromeda i did uh, too my wife just dislikes replacing any character from the original so you know replacing andromeda again even though she was supposed to like Again, she was supposed to be like this major point of the story, but the character itself still felt like a background character the entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, now that being said, I, I want to like Rosamund Pike, but I've yet to see her in anything that I really enjoyed. Like the real <laughs> time was okay. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a great story, but she's very like wooden and very put offing. And it's just like, I just like it wasn't enjoyable having her there. And I'm not sure what it is. Um, I don't know if it's the scripting they keep giving her or what, but her characters felt like it was a background piece the entire time. I, I enjoyed I, her. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Celeste. I enjoyed her in Wheel of Time, even though I disliked how how they did that series. Mm-hmm. Like if if they ha- if it hadn't been Wheel of Time, then it would have been fine. But because they were basing it off a series, it was terrible. Um, but I enjoyed her acting, but I did not enjoy her acting in this because, again, she's forgettable. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, with her, it's like she was almost she was almost a bridge too far when when I first when I first started watching this movie, just because they mm-hmm. took Andromeda, who at the very beginning of the movie was so opposed to harm coming to anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Like she was giving to people on the street. She's just like, oh, sacrifice me for the sake of the city beloved send me to my death in front of the kraken and then in this movie she's just like hey i'm queen i'm going to war let's swing some swords and against some gods and a thing and uh, what's it well Well, even at the end of the movie like that they've had victory and she's not celebrating she's prepping for another attack right it's just like it's they that was the first point in the movie where I had to shift gears on how I was watching the movie and say, Mm -hmm. this is not a sequel. This is a completely Mm -hmm. separate. This is a separate story using the same characters. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 
like this like this like this is taking the comic book route like this happens on earth number seven five six <laughs> that actually would have made it better you know what i mean like it, i could get down with that like this is a different yeah. completely different and and the the thing about it now now that i say that like they they talk about this aspect of myth telling a bit in um the god of war video game mm -hmm. and, and they dabble a little bit with it in this as well but uh where they talk about how myths can vary on relational roles and things that happen with them and sometimes some myths have nothing to do with other myths mm -hmm. and i almost wonder if like instead of trying to retcon things they were just like hey this is a different myth same characters different story and go like it was intentionally a, a, a kind of a nod to that where it's both and instead of either or you I know what i mean if they were gonna do that that they would have needed to have put something in the beginning about how myths are because myths are told by word of mouth that they are not always the same that people's characters and mindsets change yeah i mean i get what you're saying and, and i would have i would have appreciated that also like where there would have been like a this is a different story this is a different realm but like even in like because like like i'm sitting there going going through my the, my limited catalog of greek mythology understanding of certain things I'm like isn't there supposed to be certain other people around in this time frame like i'm like when zeus was like we're getting everybody together you know it's almost like this whole like we're getting the band back together type of moment when he's talking to perseus but i'm like the only person you brought is Ares. I'm like, you have a lot of kids, dude. Like, where's Hercules? Where's Apollo? Like, Who there's a whole pantheon in that first movie of, of his kids. Like, so Apollo. Where was he? Where was friggin' Artemis? She was a warrior. She was a hunter. She was also a warrior, I think. I don't know. It was it was a weird. They made choices for the movie. I'm sure just for pricing and yeah. And I mean, you got to work. And, and that's I gave a lot of grace to this movie when I was watching mm -hmm. it. Like, you got to work with what you're given. Um, I can yeah. promise you that the writers of these movies, like they put enough they put enough research into the myths to know what characters they were dealing with. But mm -hmm. like this was complete creative license which you, you you almost have to expect i mean there was my dude there was rock people in telling yeah. uh, the story of noah you know what i mean it's just like they know enough of the story to, to be particularly <coughs> dangerous and i i feel like it's the same with this one it, mm -hmm. it, and you can hold it up to like there's a lot of christian media out there that's just like oh hollywood's just trying to skew the the christian bible and they put in their own things it's just like well my dudes they kind of do it to everybody you know what i mean like they did it in this mm -hmm. you know so they did they did so i don't know there's just a lot of things stuff that was missed out like bill niley's character first off i like bill niley a lot like every time I he pops in a movie he just i thank you he adds a little something to it like i enjoyed him as victor in underworld uh as davy jones in pirates of the caribbean um I, honestly his portions of hitchhiker's guy the galaxy are some of my favorite parts where he's like just shattering arthur's world 
<laughs> by telling him, yeah, we created it. And the mice are actually the ones who are in charge. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> well, we're, I, we're spoiling movies that we aren't talking about. Indeed. You know, but he, we watch movies like was, allegedly. True. <laughs> there was a, I feel like there's so much more that his character could have done uh, within this. But at the same time, like, can we talk about the fact that he was unrecognizable at first? Like, I didn't realize that it was him at first. I feel like every character he plays, he does something where it's hard to see him. Mm. Like, like his actual face. I'm trying to remember. Remind me again. I, we just got so sidetracked and I forgot which one Bill Nighy played again. He uh, played uh, the old man who talked to the clock. The 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 Hephaestus, that's right. Yeah, it's because he had his face completely covered uh by mm-hmm. the beard. Like that transformed him considerably. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he was definitely Bill Nighy doing his Bill Nighiness. Um It took a minute, but, but I saw it. So I you know, it was good. Um I would have preferred getting some like in in the section that we were talking about in the in, in the trivia section mm-hmm. where he's mm-hmm. talking to Bubo. I would have appreciated more interaction with Bubo, like it actually making the Bubo noises rather than hit, rather than just saying he was crazy in the head. And th- this this kind of goes back to what I was talking about initially with like it takes the things that people appreciated about the 1981 movie and just mm-hmm. marches it out there and shames it. You know, it's yeah. just like, it was dumb. <laughs> Instead of like doing it better. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just like, if you think it's dumb, fine. Don't put it in the movie. Don't sit there and shame me for liking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say I know some people are gonna dislike it, but I actually kind of appreciated the the uh, the story arc of Hades and Zeus. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. I I appreciate. I know some people are gonna think that's kind of hokey, but I appreciate that whole like that whole transformation that took place from the beginning of the movie, where he's like, you know, Hades begins to realize, wow, we we overcame Dad for a reason, and you know, now my brother's over here trying to forgive me. And all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I appreciate that whole thing. And then that ending scene where they're like, we were young gods. It's like, let's show them some fireworks. And they're out there just like, like, I expected like some sort of rock and roll music to come on in yeah. the background as they're like <laughs> blowing things away. Like, that was fun. Yeah, for sure. It was it was the Yoda fight. Um, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. The, the tones between these two movies, the stories that they were trying to tell are completely different. Like mm-hmm. the story of the original movie, it legitimately felt like it could have been a myth. I mean, well, I mean it legitimately was a myth that was retold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this one feels more like Titan cinematic universe. You know what I mean? TCU. Whereas, mm where 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 it's just like okay we're we're starting with some new content now we're we're bringing it out um you know I, I, being as we're kind of getting to that towards that point i can i can openly say i enjoyed this movie like i i i was i was sitting back and i'm like i remember none of this and that helped me <laughs> a lot to be perfectly honest like seeing it right. for the first time i i can watch it with new eyes and be like 
that was kind of fun. I, um, but it was only after I shifted gears and said, this is its own thing. This has nothing to do mm. with the previous movie. You know what I mean? I think that helps. I think that helps a lot. I'm, I'm looking at the writers and I'm the, 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 the tones of the, the comedy in it mm-hmm. are starting to make sense to me because one of the writers, uh, well, first off he worked on fast X, which was the, the latest fast and furious movie. But um, he also, that's just that somebody's gonna listen to this podcast later. And they're like fast X that we're on fast 20 right now. That, how old is this podcast? Anyways. Um, but he also, the, the still another writer Vin diesel in it too. I bet <laughs> still trying, still trying to catch that paycheck. <laughs> Vin, if you fast hear this, I curious the nursing home edition. <laughs> yeah. They got soup. They got souped up wheelchairs as they're going through the nursing home. Yes. <laughs> I uh, live Vin, my life one quarter. Vin, what were we talking about? <laughs> Vin, if you're if you're listening to this, I mean no disrespect by my comment. You make that bag if you can get it, my dude. So yep. and Vin also, if uh, you're listening but, to this, go check out my DD podcast playing games <laughs> with strangers. If you'd like to guest or if you would like to be on it, I will make room for you. Like it, it can be the Vin Diesel show, man. I will fire everybody if you want to be on the show. So. Actually, I feel like you might listen to playing games before you listen to this because he does play D and D. I know, right? That's why I said that. But, but I could anyways, also see like, him listening to a small time podcast talk about him too. So, but one of the other writers they did um, Superman and Lois, The Flash titans um star girl doom patrol like th- this is all making sense the type of humor not even the type of humor just the type of storytelling storytelling did this um like yeah there were so many times i'm sitting here watching this and i'm like i would love this as like just a a season long series you know what i mean yeah. give me t- give me 22 yeah. episodes of this worth a solid beginning and a complete ending and honestly, it probably would have, like, they could just do this one story yeah, and add so much more to it, and it would have been better. Mm-hmm. Even if it was, like, an eight-episode, like, miniseries, like, yeah. it's so popular now on, like, HBO Max and Netflix. And I will say, I will say that 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 does speak to the quality in comparison of this movie to the previous movie. Elvis used to say, leave them wanting more. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly what this movie did for me. I was just like, I want more of this. I want this to be an expanded universe. I want, I don't want to just follow uh, Sam washing face. I want mm-hmm. like, I, you know, let me follow some other characters within this mythos. Let me see everything, you know, give me some other characters being as you've established this theme of di- same characters, different stories. Uh, yeah. Give me, mm-hmm. l- let me see a movie about the gin from the last movie. Let me see. Yeah. I want to see a movie about the hunters from the last movie to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, they're just rolling around on their, on their scorpion. <laughs> That's the I'm, entire I'm, series. Like give me scorpion give, riders. Yeah, like give me a Greek Mad Max. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Speak well, hold on. Speak to me. I'm glad you said that. At the final fight scene, when they're all like wrapping themselves up and covering themselves with mud and everything, that was the first thing of like, like when did this become like Mad Max Greek Road? Or a predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Not enough testosterone for predator. Oh, are you sure about that? There was a lot of greased up sweaty men on the screen. 
maybe I just wasn't looking enough because it wasn't <laughs> as happy. Um, all right. But no, well, do we have I, anything else of value to add? <laughs> you don't want to talk about greased up sweaty men, Dallas? Does does it make you feel uncomfortable? I don't want to talk about greased up sweaty men. Fair enough. Let's listen to the lady, uh, being as she is my boss and uh, is inventorying our stuff. Uh, let's head on over to the uh, rating section. Uh, Celeste, why don't... Nope, you're my boss. I can't. Dallas, why don't you describe the rating system for the listeners at home? We have a very simple rating system here at the bottom shelf it did a little evolution a couple years back and got a guy working on on our backlog helping us to know what's what's what but the way it works is simply this first off you have top shelf i need this movie i have to own it right now right here next is the middle shelf which is eh, maybe if it's streaming it's on netflix it's raining outside and i got nothing else to do yeah why not then you have the bottom shelf which is I probably won't watch it again. In fact, I may, if I have bought it, I'm going to forget that I watched it and then watch it again on accident and go, oh yeah, that's a movie. Why are you uh, calling me out, Dallas? That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the dumpster fire where we will actively keep people from watching this movie ever again because it's so terrible and needs to be lit on fire and thrown into a dumpster. So let's get into it. I'm going to get my rating first. You do that, Dallas. I am. I was absolutely prepared to bottom shelf the film. Like, I was like, I got to but this. But as we kept talking, I'm like, I want more of this world. Like, I'm down for this. If they did something with it, I'm going to middle shelf it. All right. I So, so basically... You pulled a Branson where you came in thinking one thing, and then as you talked it out, you're like, ah, it's not bad. Yeah, basically. Nice. All right. Well, how about you, Celeste? I, while I want more of the world, I don't want more of this movie. I just don't. I don't. I was bored. The pretty much the entirety of the time I was bored. Except for when the the Witches of Striga came on, because then I had the moment of going, oh, I wonder if this is the image that's been embedded in my head as terrifying since I was a child. <laughs> the Fates, which I thought that's who that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I almost feel like I've seen that scene with the eyeball, because it's a little too squelchy for me. Squelchy. But, uh, squelchy. So, I'm I'm going to go with bottom shelf. Really? I would not watch this again. I would not recommend it to anybody. If they made a series in the same world, I would watch it because it had potential, but it disappointed me on that potential. Mm. So. Bottom shelf. All right. Well, cue up your, uh, Cue up your uh, polling machines, Dallas, because I'm going to oh, start wow. out by saying this was a top shelf for me. I enjoyed really? like this movie for me was better than it had any right to be. Like I enjoyed like I <laughs> am completely with that person in the comments that said they it, it took what they did in the first movie and built upon it. 
And the moment I shifted gears in my head and said, hey, you know what? This is a completely different movie with the same characters. I'm like, I enjoyed this a lot more than I'm supposed to. And I don't know why. <laughs> um, this was the movie, like if they would have put this out instead of Clash of the Titans, I think I think that it would have gotten reviewed better oh. as an yeah. independent property than associating itself with a classic movie and not only a classic movie, but a remake of a classic movie that people didn't like because it wasn't the classic movie that it was, yeah. make, that it was kind of redoing. I um, think you may be right about that. I think that if this had come out first and they didn't, I think that, that was what bit the first one so much was they called it Clash the of Clash Titans. of the Titans. Uh, so, but with that being said, yes, I enjoyed this movie. Um, and watching it new was fantastic so yeah uh, top shelf so this one's going to the community to rate all right because so, we were all over the place on this one we right well with that being said through the magic of podcasting uh at the end of our um our uh week connection we will have the actual final rating so that being said this is a weak connection. All right, everybody, welcome to the weak connection portion of this podcast where we try to find something of spiritual value from what it is that we watch. We find we try to find some spiritual truth, uh, some redeeming message to bring it forth before you. Uh, and help you to find something of value within the media that we watch. Does anybody have a weak connection other than me? I do. I don't. Right. Okay, Dallas. Yeah, so for me, uh, there was a scene where um, Perseus and, and is it Argus, Argos, whatever his name is, his cousin, uh, the fallen one. Uh, he is... Amy Winehouse. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but they're they're in the, the lab the uh the labyrinth and Perseus is freaking out and home dude slaps him and he calls him mutthead. First off, that's my new favorite thing to call people is a muttonhead if they're being stupid, because that was funny to me. Uh <laughs> but he gives them the speech about like, you know, hey look, a week ago I was, you know, in a in a prison cell and now I'm here trying to save the world. And it was this moment where there's this exchange that took place where he's now encouraging him. He's now going, look, you know, you, you helped me pull me out of, out of depths. So let me pull you out of the depths now because we have something we have to take, take care of. And that is such a great picture of what the body of Christ is supposed to look like. And we're supposed to help each other out. Um, there's a scripture, Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. And there's a lot of people that they get the workman mentality that, you know, they're supposed to be this iron man of, of faith. And they're supposed to be like, just, I don't need any help. I got this. But no, like the concept of lone wolves in the kingdom of God is so demonic and so wrong. Like yeah. it's not a thing that should be that's in there. We are called to community and we need people to pull us out of, out of the muck and mire. And we need to help other people uh, do that. And that takes a level of trust. And sometimes that's hard. Uh, especially if we had people who have let us down, but it's one of those things that have to take place. We have to be willing to have people help us out and we have to be willing to help other people out. And so uh, my encouragement 
for people listening is, you know, A, be willing to let people help you. Don't try to stonewall and be like, no, I got this. Let people help you. At the same time, don't be so proud not to help people. Some people just think they just ignore folks. And we need to be cognitive about going, hey, who's who's hurting? And how can I encourage them, how to help them? So that is mine. Awesome. Uh, my weak connections comes from Romans 9.20 through 21. And Dallas, I'm going to shock you again. I am not reading out of the uh, ESV once again. Um, Ooh. And what's going to shock you even more is I'm going to be reading out of the KJV. Wow. So uh, go on down to your local uh, dollar store and grab a KJV because that's the fastest way to find one. Or (laughs) head to your local uh, hotel. Thanks, Gideon. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Gideon. Uh, that being said, Romans nine twenty through 21, uh, nay, but O man, who art thou to repliest against God, uh, shall the thing formed say to him who formed it? Why hast thou created me thus? Hast not the potter power over the clay and the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another to dishonor? Uh, one of the minor themes that happens throughout this movie is, uh, the conflicts that Perseus has with his dual nature, uh, being Mm -hmm. a demigod. Um, and it's a theme that runs throughout this entire, I don't know if uh, two movies could be considered a series, um, but between the two movies, uh, which is that he wants to live as a man, but um, it's pointed out several times between the two movies that he is not a man. Uh, no matter how mm. much he wants to live as a man, he is a demigod. Uh, and uh, this theme is seen time and time again, uh, not only in these movies, but in other movie and other media, such as the God of War games um, and the like, where uh, they reject their godly nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but to reject your own nature is basically to reject yourself and to confront the God that had made you in the way that you are and say, why have you made me this way? Well, God has made you with a purpose Mm -hmm. and for you, a created thing to say to your creator, you made a mistake in how you created me, um, is outside of your realm of authority because whereas yes, you can say, oh, my body, I can say what I want because it's my life. But it's just like, uh, it's least to you. Because uh, mm. if it wasn't for God making you the way that you are, you wouldn't exist to complain about how you are made in the first place. Um, and God's not accountable to you for that. But that being said, uh, with our faith in God and trust in God, uh, like I had said in the previous episode, you know, I can do all things. Uh, no. God works all things to the Dallas help a brother out again. <laughs> God works all things to the good of, of his people basically summarize it. Yeah. Basically I remember paraphrases. I don't remember exact verses and that's that that's a, that's a poor excuse on my part. But that being said, our faith in God is that he has made us in, uh, in a way that he finds to be glorious and appropriate for the work that he has set forth before us to do. So listener, I say to you with this, uh, with this, uh, weak connection, 
uh, be encouraged because God has made you thusly for a purpose. You were made for a reason. You are made with a plan. You are of a divine creation. God made you special and he loves you. We love you. And there is a plan and purpose for your life. And yeah, so basically the whole geek devotions, uh, uh, what's it? Mission statement. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> word, re- word recall, everybody. It's, it's a, it's a skill. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> uh, so that being said, we have come to the end of today's episode. Uh, want to thank Celeste for hanging out with us. And yeah. does, does anybody hear a siren? John. This is not a test. Did you push another button? No, it's just the one I accidentally pushed stayed down. It does it's not coming back up. It stayed down? It stayed down. Oh. Which button was it? It was this one right here, this uh red one. Oh, uh, no. No, we don't we don't know what's going to happen now. Wait. Why did we install the improbability drive onto this ship? Well, it's a space station first off. We figure it was stationary. That would be a great place to put it. DS9 says that's a lie. We don't know what's going to happen next week. <laughs> Intercepting their signal was so easy. So they went to their community because they couldn't make up their minds on a film. Well, let's see what they came up with. Well, it would appear that they've rated Wrath of the Titans a middle shelf film. Hmm. Very well then. Well, we've seen what they can do with terrible movies (laughs) but fortunately John hit a special button I hit on the ship so let's see what they can do when I show the movies that aren't so terrible for the next little while (laughs) 